You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. Good morning. It's great to see you guys here today. I missed being here with you last week. Um, But as I was watching the service online, this week, I noticed something that I really never paid attention to before. But Pastor Andrew has some amazing hair. I mean, his hair is just like he can slick it back, flop it over, man bun it, ponytail it. Like he's just got it going on. I'm not envious. I'm just saying I noticed that as I was watching the video. We've been in a series over the past several weeks. This is week five, actually, of this series called Breakthrough. And we've We've looked at different ways that we can experience breakthrough in Jesus. We've we've seen that He shows up in the middle of our mistakes and failures. We've seen that He can give us what no one else can give us. And last week, Pastor Andrew touched on something really important that not only is breakthrough important for us, but breakthrough is important for someone else. And oftentimes we can stand in the way of someone else's breakthrough. And this morning, we're going to wrap this series up next week. So these two weeks are going to flow together pretty pretty consistently over the next two weeks. And what I want us to do today is just really dig in to what separates the half-hearted Christ follower from the intimate Christ follower. And I think that's something that we would all want to know so that we can either choose to be half-hearted or to truly follow Jesus intimately. And that's a sticky subject sometimes because we may think that we're following pretty closely and then when we really dig in and examine our lives, we see that that's really not the case at all. So this morning we're going to be in Mark chapter 5 and we're going we're gonna to begin in verse 24 this morning, and then next week where we leave off today, we'll pick back up in this same chapter. But today, what I want to do is point out three common obstacles that we face in experiencing breakthrough. And then I just want to hit two big takeaways from this passage that I think will propel us into an intimate walk with Jesus. And that's our goal. If we truly want to experience breakthrough then we must be walking intimately with Jesus or at least taking the steps to get there. So this morning as we begin to read, I want you to to put yourself in the shoes of this woman here in Mark chapter 5. Again, we'll start in verse 24. It says, And he went with him, and a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had, and she was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind Him in the crowd and touched His garment, verse 28, for she said, if I touch even His garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. God, I pray that You do work this morning through your spirit. God, I pray that you speak to hearts. God, I pray that you speak through me. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. So three common obstacles, and I just want to jump straight in. First of all, let me say this. I love, love family worship when I get to be up here because Ashley has to deal with the kids down there. But this is, this is what makes family worship worth it to me. So as we were singing Waymaker, which is my youngest daughter's favorite song, you could just hear her screaming the song and worshiping in, in her six-year-old way. And that's, that's why we do this. That's why we do family worship. So they can see you guys as parents and family members worshiping Jesus and so that we can show them what it looks like and so that they can experience it themselves in here. So thank you for coming. I know a lot of people choose to not show up on family worship because they don't want to have to deal with their kids. So thank you so much for being here. So three quick obstacles this morning. These are common obstacles for us. And number one is this. We're often undone by the unseen. Undone by the unseen. So here we have a woman who had internal bleeding. And if anyone looked at her that didn't know her, that didn't know her story, that didn't know her issues, as she was just walking by, no one would know that she ever had a problem. Because her, her problem, her situation, her circumstance was inside. It was internal. And my question for us this morning is, how many of you can put on such an amazing front with other people, but inside you're hurting? Inside you need some type of healing. Inside you need God to do some type of work that nobody else really knows about. Oftentimes we are undone by the unseen. It's not what people see. It's what we're battling within. And that we talk about this a lot, but it's even more prevalent now in this world of social media and technology that we could put on any face we want to put on. We can make people see whatever we want them to see. But the truth is, a lot of times it's what's inside of us that no one else knows about. That truly begins to destroy us. That truly begins to keep us from experiencing breakthrough. We become undone by the unseen. And that's where this woman was. And number two is this. Is that she was defined by the deficiency. This woman's name is never mentioned in Scripture. It's the woman that struggled with this problem. And I want us to get... I want us to get this today. That this woman was defined by the deficiency in her life. That they didn't call her by name. That they called her by her circumstance. That they called her by her issue. That they called her by her problem. And I think that we do that to ourselves all the time. That we define ourselves by our deficiencies. We define ourselves by our dysfunction. When God says, that's not who you are. Maybe that's what you've done. Maybe that's the circumstance you're living in. But that's not who you are. We aren't what we've done. We're who God says that we are. We have to begin to define ourselves differently. 
If we truly want to experience breakthrough, we have to get to a place in our life where we're not defined by our deficiencies. Because if I was defined by my deficiencies, I'm telling you that my name would be really, really long and it wouldn't be very pleasant because I have a ton of deficiencies. And I have a ton of dysfunction in my life. But I serve a God who is bigger than the deficiencies. I serve a God who is bigger than the dysfunction. And I serve a God who defines me by who He is and not by what I've done. We have to get to a place in our lives where we we don't live in the guilt and the shame of our sin. Because when God heals you, when God saves you, when God snatches you out of the pit of hell, that's something to celebrate. And He says, hey, that's no longer who you are. You don't live there anymore. Maybe you still struggle with it. Maybe you're still struggling with some stuff. Maybe you still have some deficiencies and some dysfunction in your life. But I'm telling you, that's not who you are. God says you're chosen. God says you're royalty. You're co-heirs with Christ as a believer. Man, that's exciting this morning. We have to begin to define ourselves differently. And the the third obstacle I want to point out that's really common to us is that this woman was hurt by the help. We see here in this passage that every doctor she went to, no one could help, and in fact, she only got worse. And not only did she get worse, she spent all her livelihood trying to get better. So she was hurt by the help she was trying to receive. And I want to ask you a question this morning, and I want us to be honest with ourselves. How often do we run somewhere else besides Jesus for help that does nothing but hurt? Now we we can conclude from this story that Jesus was this woman's last resort. That she had had this issue of bleeding for 12 years. And that she had went from physician to physician to physician. Different treatment options. Nothing worked. She only got worse. And then she hears Jesus is coming. After trying everything else that she could try, we can conclude that Jesus was now her last resort. This was her last hope. This was just a last ditch effort to maybe receive some type of relief in her life. And I feel like a lot of times that that's exactly how we act. Is that we try everything we can try. And Jesus ends up being our last resort. See, this woman had reached a place of of hopelessness. This woman had reached a place of brokenness in her life that she just couldn't deal with anymore. And that's when Jesus became an option for her. And I don't know if you've ever had that moment in your life where you were just broken to the point of, I can't, I can't do anything else. There's just nowhere else for me to run. There's nowhere else for me to turn. Everywhere I go for help, it only ends up hurting me. I'm getting worse and worse and worse and worse. I have to try something different. And we finally give Jesus a try. 
when in actuality he should be the first that we run to when we deal with the problems and the trials in life. He wants you to run to him. He wants you to run to him. Now, I have two big takeaways I want to share with you this morning from this passage. And then we're going to just continue reading just a little bit because I want to point out something that I think is really big for us. But the first big takeaway this morning is that this woman, if we look at her faith, her faith wasn't perfect, but it was present. Because this woman said to herself, Man, if I just go touch the garment of Jesus, I'll be made well. I'll be healed. So she, she seemed to have some kind of magical expectation of the clothes of Jesus. So her, her faith wasn't perfect, but it was present. And that's important for us to understand today is that your faith doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to have a faith that looks amazing and that acts religious and that does all this fancy stuff. You just need a faith that's there. A faith that's present. A faith that says, hey, you know what? It may not be perfect. I don't really know everything about it. But I have a faith that is active and moving and present, even if it's not quite perfect. And then the second takeaway this morning, and we're just going to land here a little bit today is that flesh presses, but faith touches. Flesh presses, but faith touches. I'm going to read down just a little bit further. It says this in verse 30. And Jesus, perceiving in Himself that power had gone out from Him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched My garments? So here we have Jesus with a crowd of people around him. A ton of people. And then someone, this woman, comes up and touches his garment and it just Jesus stops. And he says, hey, who just touched me? And listen to the disciples in verse 31. And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing around you and yet you say, who touched me? So the disciples were limited by common sense because common sense would tell us that there's a ton of people around you. Somebody's going to press up against you. Somebody's going to bump into you. And you're asking me, who touched you? There's a ton of people here. And Jesus in verse 32 says, And He looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell before Him and told Him the whole truth. Verse 34, and he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Listen to me today, church. That there's a difference between bumping in to Jesus here and there and reaching out in faith to touch Him. There's a difference between bumping into Jesus every now and then and reaching out in faith to touch Him. See, what we do a lot of times is we just want to brush shoulders with Jesus. We just bump into Him from time to time. We just kind of press up against Him.
And Jesus wants more than that from us. And this woman wasn't just a part of the crowd that just kind of bumped up against Jesus. She, in agony, reached out in faith to touch Him, to grab a hold of Him, to do something that she's never done before. And to me, what separates the half-hearted follower of Jesus from the intimate follower of Jesus is whether we're just bumping into Him or we're reaching out in faith to touch Him. And you know where you are this morning. But let's get a little practical, right? So what does that even look like? What does it even mean to bump in to Jesus here and there, to reach out and touch Him? Yeah, that, that sounds like a good point. But what, what does it mean? How does it look? I want to give you a, a real life example this morning. So what we do a lot of times, and I, I do this, is that we go through life, we go through day-to-day -day activities, we go through different situations, we go through different circumstances, and maybe every now and then we think about Jesus. Maybe when we're going through the hard part of the day, we think about Jesus because we know we need some help. Maybe if you're at work and you're just dealing with that coworker, you go to Jesus then because you know you need some help. Because if Jesus don't help you, you ain't going to act much like Jesus. Anybody ever been there? Let's be honest. So we bump, bump into Jesus a little bit throughout the day. And then when our world gets flipped or rocked or something happens and we're just broken, we don't, really, we don't really know what to do because our relationship with Jesus has just been on a surface level. We haven't ever reached out to touch Him. We're not holding His hand. We're not walking with Him. So when this craziness in the world happens around us, we don't know what to do. And that's when we decide maybe that we need to reach out. That's when we decide, hey, maybe I need to walk a little closer. Maybe I need to hold His hand. Maybe I need to let Him lead me through this situation. And Jesus is telling us and He's calling us to hold His hand throughout the day, every day, every second, every decision, every moment of your life. Man, let's just get, let's get real about how much time we truly spend with Jesus. And if we're honest, we could all say, man, it's not as much as it should be. Let's just be honest about that. Myself included. It's not as much as it should be. And I don't know what that does to you, but it should break your heart that it's not as much as it should be. Here we have a Savior who doesn't care if our faith is perfect, He just wants it present. Who died for us in the craziness of our condition of, of sinfulness and rebelliousness. A Savior who loves us and pours grace and mercy 
out on us every single day. Yet we choose other things over Jesus constantly and consistently. Man, that should break our heart as Christ followers. That should, that should break us to the core to know that we have a God who loves us so, so, so much. And we struggle to give Him just a tiny part of the day. So this morning, if we truly want to experience breakthrough, we have to get to a place in our life where we understand that there's more to a relationship with Jesus than just bumping into Him every now and then. Because this, this passage doesn't tell us that everyone that bumped into Jesus was healed. And this crowd was big, so I'm sure there were people bumping into Him. Even the disciples in their common sense tell Jesus, hey, there's a huge crowd here. People are bumping into you. What do you mean who touched me? The only one who was healed, according to Scripture, is the woman who reached out in faith to touch Jesus. And it wasn't that she touched His garment that healed her. He goes on to say, woman, you are healed because of your faith. Because she had the faith to reach out and touch Jesus. Not to just bump up against Him. And that's a game changer as a Christ follower. And that's a decision we must make every single day of our lives. Do we want to bump up against Jesus today? Or do we want to grab His hand and let Him lead us wherever He wants to go? So breakthrough, and we, we want to experience it. We say we want it. And then when we really get into it, we must realize that breakthrough is God, again, controlling our lives and doing with us whatever He has called us to do. So experiencing breakthrough is less about us and more about Him. We experience breakthrough so that we can be used for His kingdom. So that we can give Him more glory. So that we can lift His name higher. Breakthrough is less about us and more about Him. So where are you this morning? Are you undone by some things that are going on inside of you? Maybe there's some stuff that nobody knows about because you've just been so good for years at hiding what's really on the inside. And I can speak to this personally because I've been here in my life to where I was struggling and dealing with stuff on the inside that no one else knew about. I was truly being undone by the unseen. And maybe this morning you're being 
defined by the deficiencies in your life. You are allowing your shortcomings and your dysfunction to define who you are. And God says that's that's not who you are. You're a child of the one true king. You're redeemed. You're loved. Let me tell you what defining yourself by your deficiencies does for you. It keeps you from stepping into your purpose that God has for you because you don't feel good enough. Or it allows the devil a foothold in your mind because you continuously think about all your deficiencies and your dysfunction and that is the devil's playground is in those thoughts because if he can continue to get you thinking that, you'll never step into the full purpose that God has for your life. And again, I've lived this personally. I'm talking to you from experience this morning. I've defined myself by my failures, by my mistakes, by my dysfunction, by my deficiencies, and even at times by my successes. And God says, hey, you're none of that. And the devil says, you're, hey, you're all of that. And he keeps us thinking about those things because if we don't think we can... We'll never step into what God has called us to do. And maybe this morning you're just hurt by the help. Maybe this morning you've been running to everything else except Jesus to make you feel better, to provide some sort of healing. To give you some type of satisfaction. And this hurt just keeps getting worse and worse and worse because we're going to the wrong physicians. Let's go to the great physician. The God who loves us. The God who works all things together for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. And take, take encouragement in the fact this morning that your faith doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be present. Man, your faith doesn't have to be perfect. This woman believed that Jesus' garment was magical. That this garment would somehow solve her problem. That's not how it worked. She had the faith at least to reach out and touch. Because her faith was present, she was healed. She experienced breakthrough in her life. And understand this morning, as we close, that flesh presses, but faith touches. 
And you could bump. You could bump into Jesus here and there. And you could continue to live life. And you could continue to experience some good things in life. But you'll never experience the fullness of life and all that God has for you until you begin to reach out and touch Him in faith and allow Him to pull you wherever He wants you to go. And that's one of our biggest prayers here at Impact is that we get to a place in our relationship with Jesus that it's not just some haphazard relationship, that it's not just some surface level relationship, but that the Holy Spirit is changing lives, that the Holy Spirit is using people when they leave this building, that they go out into the mission field of this community and begin to show people the love of God. And that's my heart for us. That's why we started this church. It's so people can truly know the love of God. Not just some bumping into Him every now and then type relationship, but a relationship where He encompasses our lives. A relationship where He changes us, where He flips us. And what we like to say in my generation, where He just wrecks us completely. He does something that we cannot even fathom in our lives. That's breakthrough. Man, we don't just stay in one spot. We don't stay stagnant. A few weeks ago, we we looked at the woman at the well and how Jesus said, hey, I can be the living water where you'll never thirst again. You just need a relationship with me. Come drink of me. And this water is a water that is active. This water is a water that is moving. It doesn't sit still. It doesn't stay stagnant. It gets out and it does kingdom work. Man, that's what I want for us. I want for us to be a body And that loves God. That's holding the hand of God. That's reaching out in faith to touch God. And we continue to grow in that. And we continue to to be stirred up by the Spirit. And then we get out into the mission field. And we begin to proclaim the powerful and wonderful name of Jesus. The name that's above every name. The helper that's above every helper. The author that's above every author. Where are you this morning? Have you just been bumping into Jesus every now and then? Are you truly reaching out in faith to touch Him? Man, this morning, I'm challenging you. If you're bumping into Jesus and you're just kind of scratching the surface with your relationship with Him, I'm challenging you this morning to reach out in faith to touch Him and allow Him to do something in your life like never before.
if you stand with me, the altar's going to be open. And, and I just want you to make whatever decision it is that the Holy Spirit is leading you to make. Maybe it's just to stand right where you are and to pray for everyone else in this room. Maybe it's for you to come down to this altar and just pray and just cry out to God because you, you're you experiencing some of these common obstacles that you're becoming undone by what's inside that no one else even knows about. That you're defining yourself by your deficiencies and dysfunction. Or that you've been running to the wrong places for help. And this morning, the Spirit's telling you it's time to cry out to me. Or maybe you've just been pressing into Jesus here and there. And this morning, you want to you wanna take that next step of faith and say, hey, I want to reach out and touch Him. Or maybe for you this morning, you've never started a relationship with Jesus at all. Maybe all this sounds decent. Maybe it all sounds pretty good. Maybe it's all confusing to you. And you don't really know what having a relationship with Jesus looks like or what it means. I would love for you to come down and just talk to me or one of the other leaders about that this morning. But whatever it is that the Holy Spirit is leading you to do, this is our time of response. This is our time to be obedient to that. So we're going to pray and then this altar will be open as we sing. Let's pray together. God, we love you. Thank you for loving us. God, I pray that your spirit is wrecking lives this morning. God, I pray that people are being honest with themselves or being honest with you this morning and saying, hey, I've just been surface level touching Jesus. I've just been kind of bumping into Jesus, but I'm ready to reach out in faith and touch him and allow him to lead me wherever he wants me to go. God, I pray that your spirit is doing work like never before in this room. God, as we come to this time of response, I pray that people are obedient to you, that they take whatever step it is that you're calling them to take. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending Jesus to take our place so that we can experience life. We love you. We love you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.